Hey everybody, this is Della Ren. You're listening to Spirituality Unpacked, the show where we understand ourselves and each other better by getting out of our heads and freeing ourselves to live lives we love. Hey everybody, it's Della. Welcome to, welcome back to Spirituality Unpacked. I am so glad to have you. Today we are doing something entirely different because I have a special guest with me. Randy Hayden has decide, decided and graciously agreed to come and hang out with me today and, and just talk to get somebody else's perspective on life and healing and the journey that we're on. So, Randy, thank you for coming and hanging out with me. Appreciate the invitation, Della. <laughs> it's awesome to have you here. So let's talk about your journey because you've had a completely different experience than mine. And I thought it might be interesting to share that with people. Thank you. Well, <laughs> it's the only story I got, so I'll be happy to share it. But yeah, so what it, she's referring to is the fact that uh, my transformation began 15 years ago in my effort to stay sober. And without elaborating on what led up to that, um, I had no interest in getting staying sober. I wanted to go back to when things were fun and enjoyable and such. And, and I had this idea in my head that, hey, if I could just kind of go to this AA meetings and stuff and, and learn how to control this drinking and stuff, I can just go back to partying on the weekends and stuff as opposed to getting blackout drunk every night. Well, I was mistaken. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Well, f for me, and, and what I mean by that is, yeah, I'm going to the meetings, which I was referring to as these dumb meetings and stuff. Um, I again, really didn't want to be there and, and such. It was just a means to an end. Um, and as much as I was, you know, resistant to everything and stuff, something, some seeds must have gotten planted in there because when I relapsed about 60 days into this, because I'd been a good boy for 60 days, I deserved a reward. So... So I, on a Friday night, went in, uh, specifically to the local grocery store, which I could had a little kiosk stand where I could get Chinese food, um, but also they have a liquor department. So, hey, while I'm getting dinner, uh, honey, I'm just, and I remember standing in the line and getting, you know, going to buy the bottle and thinking, this might not be a good idea, but I did. And I come home, my wife's upset, of course. Oh, you know, I thought, well, you, you know, you, you turned over a new stone, whatever words exactly. And so she wasn't real jazzed. And I remember my response was, well, I didn't do this to piss you off mm -hmm. and stuff. Fine, I won't drink it tonight. But it was in the house. Mm -hmm. And the next day I'm having a conversation on the phone and it wasn't going well. It was a little bit of a disappointment and challenge and stuff, you know, and that need and it was not a conscious need. It was very subconscious to just find some comfort in, in that. Um, I just grabbed the bottle so casually, like I'd done countless times, cracked it open, filled up what would, would be a beer mug, but I was drinking Captain Morgan's rum and I filled it with, you know, with ice, then filled it to the top with booze and a splash of Dr. Pepper for, for a little bit of color and sweetening and stuff. And I drank that in no time at all. And, and I didn't even think that I, quote unquote, it's a relapse or anything like that. It was you know, just like we would be talking right now if I just was to grab, I don't know, a snack to eat it kind of thing, that, about that much thought. And then when the call was done, I'm like, oh shit, I just relapsed. 
oh well, well, if I've, I'm already crossed the bridge, I might as might as well go and, and get drunk. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I remember is pouring the second mug of, of rum, and um, the night coming to in the morning. And what I'm getting at is again, the seeds for plant is one of the things they talk about in AA is if you can't control your drinking once you start, then you're probably an alcoholic. And I had just demonstrated that, yeah, a lot of people would have been like, you know, well, again, just this, of course, is very hypothetical, but basically non-alcoholics can say, I've had enough for whatever reason. I got to work tomorrow. I got to drive, um, you know, feeling tipsy, whatever the response is and stuff where myself, I'm just like, well, I'm getting started to really do it the way I, I prefer um, or something to that effect. But uh, anyway, when I came to, I went, holy shit, I really can't control my drinking. Okay. And uh, went to a meeting that morning and that was the, you know, the, the beginning of my conviction mm-hmm. of really doing this, this deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's been, yeah, been a lot of surrenders through this uh, about seven, eight months in because I had, you know, my drinking, again, as I alluded to a little bit earlier, is when I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, or even when I was feeling good. Basically, drinking changes my, my emotions and my moods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically, it makes me feel better. Um, but again, a lot of the, the emotions and such were things I didn't want to think and feel about. disconnecting my head and my heart and and it was something that worked at one time and obviously wasn't working any longer but about seven eighth months after a series of poor decisions and and such um i'm you know thinking to myself i can't do life as a drunk and i can't do life as sober i can't do life and i should probably just stop doing life i was suicidal and um don't know exactly how people picked it up because this is certainly not anything I was talking about. At least I can't, like, again, this is about 14, 15 years ago. But um, this gentleman, um, at the very least, recognized my low self-esteem mm-hmm. and, and, and such. And um, James uh, asked me, he goes, Randy, if you can't love yourself, can you let God love you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember exactly where I was. We were driving my truck home from a meeting, and I, mm-hmm. uh, I said, yeah, I guess that's not too big of a, a request. Mm-hmm. And he came back with, well, good. We let God love you through this fellowship. Because mm-hmm. I knew the implication was is finally accepting some help and doing things other than my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, again, it, I knew that uh, it involved, again, that was the really the first conscious surrender. The other surrenders were more just kind of like, holy shit, I, I, you know, I'm backed into a corner. I got to do, do something again, typical manipulating, mm-hmm. trying to control life to, to make me feel a little more comfortable. Um, this was more of like, well, again, there's certainly that thread through it, but this was, again, this was more of a conscious, um, I'm, I'm going to accept some help. I'm going to do things differently. Mm-hmm. So that, again, I, there's many, many more surrenders yeah. and stuff. That consciousness thing, why I mentioned that? Because that was a big deal. If I hadn't been asked that question, I don't know. I, I do know I was depressed and I was contemplating suicide daily. Mm-hmm. Um, I may, and again, I may have followed, followed through, through with it. So that's momentous. But the other thing is, is my concept of God has evolved over the years. 
Um, but really, truly, because of that occurrence I shared and stuff, whatever you want to call it, God, higher power, mystery, love, the universe and such, for me, shows up in human beings. Mm -hmm. So when I reflect that there is something greater than myself, it's something as common as human beings. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't have to be anything, yep. I know. Magnus Opus, theological, um, I don't know. I mean, certainly there are times that, that I can be impressed by the, the awe of just nature mm -hmm. and how, how there's an ecological balance mm -hmm. of, of things, sure. um, you know, that I would normally would skip over. Yeah. Um, so again, I can be in a state of awe, but yeah, typically it's, it's not in a religious manner if that makes sense yeah no did was spirituality something you picked up along the way or was it something well yeah so it's kind of you know so as i'm going through if anybody's familiar with the 12-step program the third step is making a decision to turn your will and your life over to care of god as you understand them mm -hmm. and and if, gee if i'm going to turn over my life to god i wanted to understand it and it very much was in my head and certainly throughout my life the more that i could understand things the more i felt safe mm -hmm. I was going to understand God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to church and get this all figured out. Kind of sort of like when I came to A. Once I get this figured out, I can scamper away and stuff. Right, right, sure. um, so, yeah, that led into stuff. Um, I got baptized. I um, was involved with a ministry called Purpose Driven Life and Recovery. Mm -hmm. um, this, the church happened to be this mega church in Southern California called Saddleback, which the uh, founding pastor, Rick Warren, he wrote this book called The Purpose Driven Life. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I ever was conscious about um, being cognitive about having a purpose, mm -hmm. having meaning with my actions and, mm -hmm. and directing my life. Mm -hmm. And because it was, again, it was another momentous, you know, thing in my life, um, I was reciprocating, wanting to go out and, and share this. And it happened to be, I was going into a, a drug and alcohol treatment center in Santa Ana, California, mm -hmm. every Sunday. And we, I just put the DVD, Rick Warren did the recordings, and uh, we, we had a discussion the last 10, 15 minutes of the hour about it. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that kind of led to spirituality, even though it was in a religious, I knew nothing, couldn't talk about the Trinity right. or God really at all. Right. I was just showing up. Okay. And answer, when people ask questions that I couldn't answer, answers came. Right. And, and with this, over the couple of few years, I can say I have experienced the presence of God, again, through humans. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I've seen God more by being of service than ever having my butt sitting in a seat in the middle of a church service. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of, yeah. kind of stuff. So the other thing is, is, so my, again, this is my story. And it can be different, for, of course, for anyone. Yeah. But being very passive is very religious, right. okay? You show up Sunday, you sit in the chair, you might sing along with some songs, you take <laughs> notes to a message and all this kind, mm -hmm. kind of, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, passive, yep, yep. You, you know, again, it's very, it was very, very passive. And even yeah. when I got into ministry and do, doing it as well too, it ramped up a notch. Right. But um, it was very much about compliance, right. uh, obedience, yeah. And it was the paradigms. And as I was, again, I was doing obedient when I was supposed to, you know, was being encouraged to do. Um, there was surrenders of 
I don't knows. <laughs> and yeah. it's just allowing this mystery to happen, going from a guy who always wanted certainty to allowing mystery to unfold and uh, seeing the presence of something that really is beyond my language, right. yeah. my, my vocabulary. Um, and just so there, again, this again, this spirituality thing is much more active than passive. It is. And it's much more, oh gosh, um, it's much more free thinking. Mm-hmm. For, in my experience, religion yes. was very much about this is what you do and what you don't do. Yep. And your yep. alignment with the, the do's and the don'ts and stuff kind oh, of yep. equate to the fact of whether you're a good or, or, or poor. Right. In your, in your, in your, right. whatever, you know, again, I was in a Christian church. So again, it was, was I good or a bad Christian a lot? Like how well I was, again, am I regularly attending and tithing? Am I in service? All this, this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, reading my Bible, memorizing verses and stuff where spirituality has the ability to flow. Mm-hmm. There's a lot less rigidity to it, it and there's much more allowing it to is. it. And I, I believe that religion starts off very lightly, a little bit that I'm aware of it, it's study theology. Again, it's, it's more of, again, it's the authors of the 66 books of the Bible, they all had spiritual experiences and they were trying to describe the indescribable. Mm-hmm. It's just over the course of time, it mutates into something that is not personal and is not active. It becomes very controlling and very passive. Um, and very egoic. Very egoic as well, too. Um, and that's, again, that's okay because we got egos. Yeah. But, but the challenge is that, um, again, in my, my experience, and again, I'm starting to get involved okay. with, with ministries and wanting to be a pastor. I'm, I'm hanging out with the, the authorities of the, this local fellowship and stuff. And it, it's very much about like once we we've got our way of theology connecting the dots, we're good enough. Mm-hmm. We're here. We've arrived. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I can show other people how to connect the dots. And once you, again, you've got the right theology together and right. stuff, we're good. Religion and, offered you a very direct path, didn't it? You go from here yes. to here. It was A to B, and there were steps along the way. And as long as you did them, and you got you got your little certificate at the end, basically, right? Yeah, it yeah, offered yeah. you a direct path, which fit into your way of living. It seems like because right. you had a very exactly, structured. Exactly. Yeah. This is what. And it most is. of all, it, it, so what I'm tying this together was with the egos. There was a certainty to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank God I went to the right church at the right time, and I got it all figured out. Oh, this is wonderful. There you Re- go. Spirituality is much more open ended. Yeah. Much more of the whole. Well. Right. Maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody has so there's answers, a few, yeah. in, among people, and again, they can identify with a religion and such, but when when I hear people speak on this topic with a, a level of humility instead of hubris, uh-huh. then that's when I see something I would describe as spirituality. Uh-huh. And, and that, to me, again, is just how I'm determining a difference and um yeah so again you don't have to necessarily say that you don't believe in god or you believe in anything Uh um as well but typically it's navigating life in a much more humble um almost so surrendering Uh Uh 
Um, and this is where, like, so it, getting kind of back into it, through these series of surrenders, it's finding balance between wanting to take charge and control and be the master of my destiny, this, the ambition to do well in life, mm-hmm. and this acceptance yeah. and acknowledging. And I don't, and again, I've concluded that neither are bad in themselves per se. Um, it's just kind of if I get addicted to either one, because I can be addicted to humility as well, too. Right. Call it, you know, maybe a false sense of humility or whatever right, type of thing. But, it, it, you know, I had a conversation yesterday. It's like, yeah, you know, religion is like the opioid for the masses. You know, I'm, I'm on this path and I feel good. God is with me and love is all surrounding me. It's, it's really can sometimes be toxic positivity. Um, my latest epiphany is that God, universe, mystery, love, whatever, you, you know, infinite intelligence is neutral. It is, yes. And, and, and anything, when we, we say, why does God allow this stuff? That's really me projecting what I don't want to see. How does God allow this suffering to happen? If God is omnipotent and can, can do anything and stuff, why does he allow this? Mm-hmm. Um, well, because there's free will. There's free will, um, exactly. And, there, and there's, there's, and it, of course, can get really complex without trying to go down that rabbit hole. But <laughs> yeah, for me, it answered the big, huge uh, question is, if there is a loving God, why does shit happen to people? Or more specifically, good people, because again, of course, I'm a good person. You know, I'm always the hero in my stories. Well, no, sometimes I've been the victim. Anyway, caught myself there. But see, that's the thing is, um, it's all stories. It's stories and religions. It's stories and how I'm navigating through life. How I, um, again, my my past, my future, and the only way I seem to be able to have a glimpse of this neutrality mm-hmm. is to be present and in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and this is a long answer to about being this this spiritual type of thing. Yeah, is it's it's been an ongoing thing of just being really present, yeah. really aware. Uh, even um, when the emotions that I tried to calm and control yeah. arise, um, to allow them, surrender them. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you're really pissed off right now. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not good or bad. You're just again. It's just an emotion, it just and it's amazing when I don't try to stuff it, be a good person, and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to regulate my emotions much more. more them, and they move quicker through you, so you don't get stuck so so and, long and you know, then in it for days. Yeah. So they lose a lot of the power. So again, all this in some ways, again, this is recovery. Is yeah. life can be going on in a way that I sure don't want it to be. <laughs> I prefer it otherwise, but I allow it. I accept it. I acknowledge it. And wow, it's it's still hard, but it's not as hard. And the and meaning also the duration of the difficulties are not there. Um, which, all in all, it doesn't really fit into the, any theology that I was ever taught. No, no. So what was the transition then? You went from religion all out to spirituality. Well, what so the, the, yeah, so the hinge point on this was, is, so I'm on fire for God, and I want to be a pastor, mm-hmm. and so I want to do this vocationally, and I've, mm-hmm. again, I've been of service, and, and again, it's, it seems to be a calling for me, and I got 18 months into it, and the pastor of the church I was going to is mentoring, mm-hmm. and the class that semester was on the business of church, mm-hmm. and 
okay, yeah, I understand. You know, he got to sustain the business, uh, the church. The, hey, Freudian slip. Yes, yes the yes. business. Yes. <laughs> and anyway, this. Yeah. Yeah. My weekly time with him was I. There was in the lesson talking about look at each car in the parking lot is fifty dollars, and I found that very repulsive. That ob objectification of human beings as, uh, you know, e being equivalent to a dollar amount. Sure, and stuff. Sure, sure. So, um, so I had a discussion with him and he got very defensive. And because we, my wife and I are, you know, good church attenders and stuff, tithers and all this kind of stuff. Uh, hey, do you see me and Sue's $50 in the parking lot? And oh my gosh. He got so offended and, and such as that, which, again, when it's not personal and I can look at anyone who gets defensive and stuff, yeah, I hit a raw nerve mm -hmm. about it. And it, it escalated and, and such, but basically, um, and it left a mark on me too. It was, certainly, it's been an energetic mark that has taken years to, to dissipate. Um, but equating you know, money and spirituality mm. is repulsive. And I don't want any part of this mm -hmm. where, again, that's just a, one relationship I had with a person, basically, you know, just all in all in this theme of life, just a few discussions and stuff. But I was so emotionally charged, one being involved with God. I, had, I was codependent with this relationship with this man. Mm -hmm. So this position, I person I put on a pedestal as an authority, um, I realized that, uh, um, he wasn't all that, that I had, you know, created a story about how he was. Um, and frankly, where it hurt me was, is again, using the word humility, he displayed no humility it was all about hubris and stuff and, uh, correcting me, you know, he's telling me how to do this and how far, how wrong I am as opposed to what normal people do. Well, at least people that aren't defensive. And so let's have a discussion about it. Yeah. You know, not, not like you're wrong. And let me tell you why kind of stuff. Right. So, um, yeah. So anyway, it's, it, that was the huge thing, but it's been a series of, I've been drawn even then I wanted to have a bridge between my 12 step recovery and my church experience. Um, but the interesting thing is, is now it's not about bringing people to God or anything like that. We're not giving uh, Jesus. Nope. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, which where it was then type yeah. of thing is, yeah. is bringing a little more of the activeness, right. um, that I was again in, in okay. There, there is, if you look at anyone who was is drinking to the point where they consider they need help mm -hmm. and they stop drinking, okay, mm -hmm. there is, is a big piece of evidence their life has changed for the better. Mm -hmm. And the phrase born again mm -hmm. is not inappropriate. No, it makes sense. again, not if you're gonna, again, don't carry the connotations of Christianity again. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like. A, it is really like a whole new life, how I see myself in the world yeah. again. Um, so I'm like, yeah, if bringing that for people that don't necessarily have the same kind of obvious 800 pound gorilla in their life, taking the principles of recovery and bringing into the church environment mm -hmm. and, and a little bit more of also the convictions of, of God. And, and again, what's mutated now into this unchurched thing is is actually to help the healing that people have gone through the spiritual crisis like I have. Right. Sure. Um, so it's what, a long story. That I'm, what's unchurched for the people that are catching? Well, the unchurched right now is just a Facebook group of about right. 400 people, and the tagline, you know, is you know, unconditional love without doctrine, dogma, or deity involved with it. And it's my way of basically saying, yeah, without the the trappings of religion, you know, 
unconditional love is another way to say higher power, you know, God and all this kind of stuff. I just know that there's a lot of people that have a stigma. And yeah, as, as I started this, there's been a lot of people coming to me and again, encouraging me and, and sharing their story. There's been a lot of people hurt by, by religious people. Um, and I don't know of any support group for people that have gone through spiritual, because I mean, a lot of times in the stories, like, yeah, this and that happened and stuff. And I was a good, mm -hmm. obedient person. I went to the ch uh, church elders and I told them that this was going on. And I was, similar in my case, I was rebuked. I was told I was wrong. And they mm -hmm. told, told me just do this and that kind of stuff. And basically, um, I, you know, this, this, these people, again, um, were betrayed and hurt in a way. They were again, all in on God. And next thing you know, this authority figure has done something that really is just, again, especially when you're supposed to be in a position where you're supposed to be wise and loving and kind and stuff, is pretty far from wise, loving and kind. It's cruel. Yeah. And uh, anyway, there's a lot of people that, and of course, this is back to stories and stuff, but based upon the little bit of evidence I have, I think there's a lot of people that need to process the thoughts and feelings that that have gone on. There's, there's again, this crisis of faith. And mm -hmm. nothing's changed, but everything's changed kind of thing. Yeah. It's this internal thing. Yeah. And it could be also described as an existential crisis. Who am I? Um, what's the meaning of life? Sure. What's my purpose? Sure. When you identify heavily um, with religion and you suddenly step away, there's the, okay, now what am I? because you take on those beliefs as your morals and values and your way of being in the world. And when you drop yeah. that, it's like, who the heck, who am I now? And what right. do I replace that with? Yeah. Yeah. Well, salt in the wound is, is a lot of times, again, in our case was, and I've heard other people share, because they were so deeply involved with church, all their friends and family are still at the church. Yeah. And now they're an outsider. They're an outlier and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, just the, everyday stuff that we take for granted mm -hmm. conversations going to for a meal or like hanging out kind of stuff mm -hmm. that's changed as well too so there's a there's a loneliness and stuff but again it's i've googled around and stuff i haven't seen it yet and if it's there awesome i'd love to check it out and uh, maybe just point people towards that but yeah bringing so bringing the principles of the 12 steps to an audience that wouldn't normally be exposed to them, right? To help help them process, much like an, an addict and alcoholic of like, oh my god, my my whole life has changed. The people I hang out with, how I see myself, what my 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 direction in life is is way different than it was previously. Right. And again, if you look at what the 12 steps are. It's, it begins with, of course, with self-reflection, sure. better understanding what is driving you sure. in, in your, your self-destructive behaviors. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you self-awareness. Um, and then you, again, you can, it makes it better to, to determine who your chosen family should be. It's like, who am I going to hang out with? And maybe even get to the point where we can practice that fearless vulnerability that's needed in the healing of opening up. And so, by the yeah. way, I am not okay right now. And and that may be the most courageous thing anybody can ever do is just say, no, no, things are really, really bad. Yeah. So, you know, again, that's in, again, that's a commonality when in recovery is like no longer denying, um, getting rigorously honest and, and such. 
but yeah, the, the self-awareness, the community, and then also the service, mm-hmm. which I do think is the good in the church. Um, it just, again, they're just the road to hell is paved with good intentions kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, um, tempting, right? but, yeah. Yeah. well, so this is the thing is, is my experience in church was there was people that wanted to f- correct me, fix me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff. So yes. my intention with the unchurch is very deliberate is, is this is forming the cornerstone of all this is nobody's going to be fixed in this group. Okay. You know, one of the phrases in recovery that was life-changing for me is um, uh, unsolicited advice is an insult. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine actually says, no, it's actually, it's abuse. Um, I guess there's a lot of different shades of insults and abuse and stuff. But again, if you think about it yourself, if you don't ask somebody for their advice and they give it to you, I've never been happy about that. And I've never accepted it. It's never been anything that that was a positive experience. But we, we, back to ego, we think we know better of other people. And we'll tell people, you know, Mm -hmm. um, maybe in a very kind and gently and clever way. But again, we're trying to correct them and fix them. And of course, um, it doesn't really benefit anyone. And typically, again, based upon Brene Brown's uh, Atlas of the Heart, I had this one of the more recent uh, epiphanies this year. She talks about how what ruins every relationship is control. Yep. Yep. And yeah, again, once, once it was said, it was just as confident and matter of self-evident truth as you, as you said, Della. Yep, that's the way it is. But again, we we perpetuate that and stuff. Yeah. So again, having that as the cornerstone is like, no, if somebody asks for your advice and, and stuff and you feel comfortable having that conversation with them, that's a different scenario. But going around trying to fix people and stuff is not going to do anything no. but cause unintended consequences, basically going to create some problems. So we're going to be intentional about that. And anybody who joins has to, you know, basically see the reason why, again, if somebody's coming in the group and says, yeah, but, and there's exceptions and all this kind of stuff, that's the same kind of stuff I saw in church. Yeah. Just to find Bible verses and stuff, why they should be correcting me and all this kind of, kind of, so you're supposed to let somebody kill themselves. You see them suicidal. And I'm like, well, um, I, you know, certainly this is such a, a major topic and stuff that it, there can't be a one size fit all answer. And again, as I said earlier, I'm very grateful that James asked me the questions that he did, mm-hmm. which were not solicited, uh, at least not directly. But in to some degree, I again being someone who has been suicidal before, um, I don't think that all of a sudden somebody who who could just you know walk in and stop you. I, I was suicidal myself, and I, I yeah, yeah, you get just that, just all of a sudden no, bestow upon me. Yeah, no, I, again, no. this is again the surrenders and the yeah. mystery, and I don't understand. Yeah. It was just like kind of the whole perfect storm where yeah. I heard it enough to where I finally said, "Uncle, okay, I'll do so." And yeah. it was years before I. It was a smooth. There was a, still a lot of resistance on doing. Sure patterns and behaviors I had. You had a lot of life change real fast, right? Because you quit drinking and then you were in the church and then you dropped the church and it seemed to all happen within the span of a couple years. Yeah, well, this is, yeah, this is all over 15 years and and such. But but yeah, basically the journey, the commonalities of the journey is in such is uh, recognizing that um, 
I'm in denial, basically trying sure. to bullshit myself and everyone else. Sure. Uh, you know, so Looking getting for a system. Looking for a yeah. system. That's so all get, you're doing. Getting right? honest. Yeah. So that if yeah. I can be honest, and again, that begins with being really present. Again, yeah. the somatic aspect of it is that my if I'm not feeling well, if if my palms are sweaty, yeah. my um, if I'm kind of nervous and and tapping my foot and I see my knee up going up and down and such, mm-hmm. you know, this is you know something ha- is going on that I'm not conscious of. Mm-hmm. So those red flags. Um, if I'm defensive, mm-hmm. if we're talking about something and all of a sudden now I got to defend myself, mm-hmm. I can catch myself and go, Ooh, wait, there is something here. That's not obvious that I need to be aware of. That's it. That's what and yeah, yeah. So I don't get upset at the messenger. I, again, cause they have a message for me for, again, yeah. whether it's consciously or not, yeah. but there's something going on and which kind of comes back to the, not to fix people. I again, my hypothesis is we have everything we need with us. Yeah. We just need to dissipate all the stories and emotions and stuff that are blocking us from being present to, to, to be aware enough of what I just was talking about. It's like, well, if nothing else, I'm uncomfortable right now. I don't need to, yeah. to know the answer. Yeah. I just need yeah. to, to be aware. Sometimes people that, show up in our past to give us the messages we already have. Sometimes yeah. that's that unsolicited advice we don't like too. It's the message well, and, that we and need it, to hear because we're not paying attention to it for ourselves. Right, so again, the reason why I bring this up is just again, is my experience and I know if there's people coming here that have been hurt by religious people, the hurt came from unsolicited advice and controlling oh, and, and, control, and such. So, that, so that's, okay. yeah, almost, again, we're speaking in big, broad generalization, yeah. but just so therefore to be very intentional about yeah. making sure that, yeah, because it's this crows and stuff, the more and more people there, more and more conversations, it's inevitable that something called advice, unsolicited advice will present itself. But if we can be deliberate about it, not being around it increases the odds in the favor to be present mm-hmm. to allow what needs to be allowed mm-hmm. and this weird magical under thing that i can't understand with my logical brain but has i can again my logical brain can see the evidence of it mm-hmm. you know it's not just that i haven't drank and it's not just that i don't want to drink mm-hmm. and, and such it's these kind of things that again i don't try to control and calm my emotions mm-hmm. uh, i don't try to control and calm people, places, and things, which is just radical compared to how I live my life up to 43. And therefore, yeah, being pragmatic about this, there's something here that is, that's unfolded that my life is not so, I don't know. It's not about me defending myself. It's not about me being, trying to attack people. It's much more neutral. Good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's calmer, and life is a little simpler. Yeah, and it's and not therefore, painful I, all the time, and and that's yeah. that's the big deal, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but I get I've I've gotten here most of all through being of service, and that's the other key yeah. component: again, self awareness, community, yeah. and then having opportunities for those who are inclined of you know saying the proverbial, "How can I help?" Yeah, we I can bring forth the experiences I've had when I've asked that question. And I can, again, I can see this in organizations and such of, um, which is basically, it's like, well, how would you like to help? Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to 
to help people in this way. I, I, I feel I have, have some talent, some gifts, some experiences. Um, and well, that's great. I can recognize there's, there's a high probability of need here and stuff. And then we discuss what's the most effective and sustainable way to do so. Um, so yeah, so that long, long answer to what is unchurch. <laughs> <laughs> unchurch is a great group. I'm in it. Um, Randy asks a lot of amazing questions and things. Um, and I love to share what I, what I talk about all the time around here. So, well, so yeah, so not to, to go into a bunch of flattery and, and such towards you, Della, but I have to say of, of all the people that engage and respond to these questions and such, your responses are always so insightful. Uh, I can't think of a time I haven't gleaned something ben beneficial from, from yours. There's been more than once where I've had that. Oh, <laughs> and, Oops, and I, <laughs> you know, which in all frankness, yeah, these questions, uh, you know, are involved designed to it helps their conversation starters are meant to create engagement and, and you know try to get people to to be active in the community um but they're also for my benefit too yeah you probably you know, get a lot out when, of it yeah for sure yeah well i mean no i just i hear a lot of times answers to questions not directly again in in language mm -hmm. but again it's just all of a sudden it's like oh my gosh i'm so glad i just read that yeah and every now and then I hear people comment as well, too. Thank you for posting this and stuff. So you never know what's kind of, you've encouraged me as well. To, uh, oh, yeah, more than absolutely. One. I encourage um, you. You may not know, yeah. you may not get the likes, you may not get a per person write some words and stuff with it, but there's people that are, you know, reading and, and um, in some shape, shape or, or yeah. form, it, it's, it's with them. So, yeah. Um, and that's kind of like the whole mystery thing. Um, and also being present in non-attachment to outcomes and again, not trying to control, not trying to throw out a post that's going to part your hair, get you on your knees and ha right. have you see this come to Jesus. Oh my gosh, everything changed moment. Um, but if maybe it gets you to consider something yeah. that you hadn't, yeah. yeah, if you right. haven't paused and, and contemplated, which is again back onto the spirit of uh, you know of spirituality. Spirituality, a lot of it has to do with contemplation and and considering that there are different ways mm -hmm. than I now understand them. Mm -hmm. And as you said before, and I say the same thing, we're just sharing our class notes, right? So we're just picking yeah. it up, and whatever we catch on to, we just try to share out back out into the world and hope that it helps somebody else. That's the yeah. whole goal. Yeah. And if nothing else, it helps me. So. And it's I the weird paradox. It's strange. Help, helping. I help others. I help myself at the same time. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Which is another thing we could talk about, maybe on another time, uh, of of about the the non duality of things. Yes. And again, in oh, spirituality, yeah. I really again, there's there's a body and a mind named Brandy. There's a body and mind named Della, yep. and such. But at our core essence, our energy and That's, such, there is a unity. There is. Yeah. There is absolutely a unity. Yep. Yep. We're all here for a reason. That's it. Yeah. yeah, we get to figure that out along the way, and it is really, really cool. I suspect we could talk for hours, Randy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And have a good time. At least I will. <laughs> and, and have a really good time doing it, exactly. Comparing class notes, as it were. So if you yeah. enjoy this, Randy, people can find you on, in Unchurch on Facebook, anywhere else? Yeah, I, I, I would, would suggest that right now. Is Again, the Unchurch thing's going to evolve, and I don't really want to get ahead of the situation and such. In all frankness, it'll be in a platform off Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, type of, type of thing. Um, but again, I can 
go down that rabbit trail. There'll be meaning there'll be a website and, and all that kind of jazz. But right now, yeah, if you you're curious about Unchurch, uh, want to talk, whatever it may be, yeah, mm-hmm. just go on Facebook. It's U N C H U R C H, all one word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or myself, mm-hmm. uh, my name is Randy Hyden, R E N D Y H Y D E N. There you go. Yep. And no, you don't have to have an addictive past to be in there. It is. It is not based on not a, not at all. Not at all. But the process is we, we're all healing from something yeah. and, and, and we're that's done through recognizing that when that there is need to heal in the beginning and that's that's again knowing myself for decades that quiet desperation mm-hmm. this is just the suffering was so normal mm-hmm. yeah it's the human condition you know mm-hmm. life sucks for everybody it's all hard you don't have as bad as other people and all this kind of stuff and eventually just kind of, uh, I don't think I was born to suffer. No, nope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not born to take and die or suffer. <laughs> yeah, but again, is, is again looking at people I know, uh, the household I was raised in and stuff, no, it was, nope, life sucks, it was suffer, and don't be a pussy, put up with it. Yeah, put up with it, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, once again, Randy, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. This has been Delaware Spirituality Unpacked. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you've enjoyed this. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and I'll be back um, probably Thursday. Talk soon. Bye for now. Hey, folks, it's Della. I'm just coming in here to ask for a big favor. If you've enjoyed this and you want to see more of these interview-style shows, um reach out to me and let me know if you would like to be one of the people on the other end of the mic. If you have a story to tell um, about your own healing journey that you'd like to share, I want to hear from you. You can reach out to me by going to spiritualityunpacked.com and you can send me a voice message right from there. You can also find me on Facebook, um, Delaran, Delaran page, um, and you reach out to me that way. You can also go to delaran.com. There is a contact link right on my uh, website there on Linktree. You can go ahead and reach out to me that way. Uh, so let me know. Send me your feedback. Hit me up if you're interested in being on the show. I'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon. You have just been listening to Spirituality Unpacked with Delaran. Subscribe to my podcast on iTunes or Spotify and don't miss new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Talk to you then.